Happy Sunday. Welcome to Speak with Brandy B. Love. Just got back from another week on the beach. I'm feeling really refreshed and happy to be home and really ready to go full gear into launching coaching on a big level, reaching out to people in the Lifebook community that might be struggling to move forward with their big dreams and offer them some help and guidance. I had expected to interview somebody for today. At the last minute, I changed my trajectory. So after I got back from all this traveling, I just needed some downtime. So I did, you know, Netflix and chill by myself. I watched a show. I think it was actually on Hulu. But I watched this movie, a documentary, if you will, And I don't remember the exact name of it. I could look it up, but it's really not that important. It just brought up the original reason why I wanted to start Speak in the first place when Speak came to my mind a couple of years ago. So this is episode 10. I started this in September of 2022. But I've been thinking about this for probably since 2019. I wanted to talk about things that Things that I see in the media and in our culture and our society, sometimes things that I see that people don't want to see, sometimes things that I see ahead of when the media and the politicians want us to see it. And that can be a challenging place. Part of me feels, I want to say privileged exactly, but makes me feel safe. It makes me feel safe that I can see things, run them through my own lenses and not just be subjected to listening to the narrative and the dialogues that the powers that be want us to believe. This, for example, helped me during the pandemic when in the beginning, the CDC was telling us not to wear masks because they wanted to keep them for the healthcare workers. And yet that completely flipped. Being able to see things before you're being told that they're going to happen or are happening allows you to make your own decisions, prepare yourself. So that's a great thing. It also can be a really lonely place. Again, with the pandemic, I was reading and listening between the lines about the information we were being given through the press, through the politicians, and through the researchers globally. So I was reading studies outside of the US and talking to people about it. And I got really attacked, not physically, but emotionally, my character got attacked, my intellect got attacked. I was blamed for being quote, unquote, the problem multiple times. I was told that I was naive, that I just do clickbait. And I knew that wasn't true. But I got sucked in for a while, multiple times, when I finally decided I'm not going to do social media anymore. A couple of these topics were the efficacy of the vaccine over time. And the other one was more a socioeconomical issue, which was that unemployment is making people never want to work again. And well, great. When you work a shit ass job, maybe it's fine that you don't want to work again. Maybe it's also fine that you don't want to work again because we're 30 years from now going to have way less jobs 
because everything's going to be automated. Maybe not everything, everything. They're going to start automating hospitals, doctors. We're already getting automated at the supermarket. This is just going to happen. Embrace it. Maybe people can start spending their time self-actualizing and not working 100 hours a week to live in the average major city in the United States if you're making minimum wage, if you're doing the jobs that nobody wants to do. But people do them. And they're treated like shit for them. So yeah, who cares even if people didn't want to work anymore? But regardless of that, I didn't think that was true. So I said, well, let's watch when all the government funding goes away. Let's watch when all of the COVID funding goes away, when there's no help for housing to not be kicked out. Let's see what happens when there's no government quote-unquote handouts for COVID. I guarantee the job market's not going to just come back. And it hasn't. The jobs that sucked before COVID, the jobs that were difficult and put your health at risk, are still underfilled. Why? Well, a few reasons. One, people had to reallocate their lives. So a lot of women didn't go back to work because childcare costs are through the roof. So it's not exactly worth it. Some people have changed, for example, out of the restaurant industry to go into other things because it's a thankless job. Dishwashers are dealing with everybody's basically biohazard. And they're paid the least in a restaurant. They're also often very disrespected and demeaned by their coworkers, even. Unless you're lucky enough to work in one of the restaurants where it's actually understood that you can't do any of this without a dishwasher. I finally decided, like I said, to leave social media scene. And that really prompted, okay, let's get a podcast. Let's speak. So fast forward a little bit here. I have rejoined social media, but really solely from the perspective of sharing the journeys that I have to inspire people, to help wake people up, sharing them to let other people that are like, this just isn't okay. We can have more, we can be more. Showing them that there's people out there like me who can help coach them through that. So that's what I'm using social media for now. It's a tool and it can either be used for good or it could be used for evil. And I'm choosing to use it for good, good as I see it. So back to this program I watched. It's about this evangelical couple, one of the most prominent in America, second generation, how they basically lured a 20-year-old pool boy into their torrid kink bedroom. Fast forward in the program, Turns out they've done this to a lot of people. Said man actually, maybe not single-handedly, but pretty much helped get all the evangelicals to support Trump and get Trump elected, really. Is this an anti-Trump? Is this anti-evangelical? Is this anti-religious statement I'm speaking? No. It's none of those things. What it is, though, is an opinion-based synopsis of what I think is going on probably many places in the world, but specifically in the U.S. today. This is not just, like I said, evangelical. This is not just the far right. This is not just Trump nation. This is the far left. This is the passive Democrats. This is our media. CNN, MSNBC, Fox News. It doesn't really matter. 
there is more things similar about all of these than divides them. And we're, in my opinion, being played like little pawns in their game. So, yeah, Trump and this evangelical guy and Michael Cohen do shitty shit behind the scenes. They're demeaning to women, demeaning to people of color. They use their wealth, their power, and their influence to bamboozle society, to sexualize and rape young men and women, to manipulate them, to gaslight them, and they're narcissists. But you know who else is? A bunch of fucking Democrats who also have money and influence and want to tell us what to do. So what I see is two sides of the same coin. I see it as an elitist, power-hungry, money-driven system that is fucking broken. And that fucking broken system is trying to pit people against each other, people who are of the same socioeconomical class system, people who make under $100,000 a year, people who have to work two or three or four jobs, don't ever get to see their kids just to put food on the table, just to have a roof over their head. And Trump and the other Republicans, whoever's going to come out with their running soon, the congressional race that's going on come Tuesday. They all want to speak to the quote unquote base. Okay, great. And you want to convince us that the other side is the bad guy and that you'll fix all our problems. Republicans do that. Democrats do that. We live in a two-party system that doesn't really allow much choice. In addition to this, money. There is so much thinking money that goes into manipulating us into believing what they want us to think that they're going to do. Who's paying for this? Corporations. Yep, you better believe it. So big pharma, big ag, guns, alcohol, cigarettes. These people are all you know paying for the lobbyists. This isn't new news. But the other thing that's starting to happen is all of these people with old money and people who quote unquote call themselves self-made like Donald Trump, but who came from money are supporting the candidates and the narratives that they want to be seen. Okay, fine. But they're again doing it by being manipulative narcissists. We wonder why there's no change. Democrat gets in. A Republican Congress comes in midterms. Then a Republican president comes in next. Then the midterms becomes Democrat in Congress again. It's all a cycle. And instead of bonding together and self-actualizing and working on ourselves, it's so easy as a society to get caught up in that bullshit and to spend your time hating your neighbor because they believe in a different God than you. And it is to look inside yourself and see what your actual values are and make them happen. Take results and take some responsibility over your own life.
because it is an illusion that they're going to save us. It's an illusion. And the reason it's such an illusion is because they don't really want to save any of us. They benefit by us being divided as a community and being divided in ourselves. So that is my real talk, speak talk for today, because I'm just so done with it. Am I going to do some insurrection? No. I'm going to get out there and protest? Probably not that either. I'm going to do it by claiming my life, by living my most extraordinary and abundant life, and helping other people to realize that they can do that too, and to help them have accountability, take action, and live happy. We'll talk about what happy and joy is on another episode. Thanks for listening today. Hope you have a really beautiful week. Take care, y'all.